Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. One day closer to the weekend. Hey, Thursday on the Mark Aram Show. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're doing well. Enjoying a dry ride home. We got you for the next two hours. Simply the warm-up act for the Republican National Convention, which you'll hear live across, as Deborah Green so eloquently puts it, all our platforms, Longoria. That includes 95.5, AM 750, WSBRadio.com, the radio app. And, of course, you can listen to the convention at home via uh, Google Home or Amazon Alexa. Just say play 95.5, WSB, Atlanta's News and Well, you don't have to throw in the news and talk part. That's just that's just me <laughs> yeah, doing not. the company line. You don't yeah, have to yeah. do the whole thing. Just say play 95.5 WSB. Much. It would be too much. We got too much to talk about tonight. First off, uh, I'm very encouraged by, um, I mean, any death is tragic, obviously. But I, I asked Chris Chandler before the show, and he said that the death toll from Hurricane Laura is only four right now. And that's likely to climb. But uh, this time yesterday, it looked like it was going to oh, be yeah, yeah. Armageddon. So a little little. Something to be thankful for that we haven't seen the mass casualties that we could have seen with the the 30-foot storm surge that was projected. So good news there. We'll give you the update on uh, Hurricane Laura. Jeff Bezos is now worth $200 billion. I can't even wrap my mind around that. That's why I brought in my accountant to wrap his mind around $200 billion. It's time for Would You Rather with Little Son. He is the guru, the soothsayer, the truth seeker, the asker of unanswerable questions. He joins us every Tuesday and Thursday in the Mark Aram Show. He's also a great accountant. He's uh, Sanjay and Would You Rather. $200 billion, Sanjay. I can't even imagine what, what how much money that is. That's insane. Can you, can you, can you imagine having $200 billion of anything? No. I have yeah, I have right? close to 200 billion baseball cards right now in my third bedroom, which is really ticking my off. So that's the closest thing I can come to. But that's we'll we'll get into that. But what would you even as an accountant? Would, how would you even advise a guy that's worth 200 billion, Sanjay? Um, that's a really good question. And if if Jeff, if you if you're out there, and you're listening, <laughs> um, he's listening you know, on the app. Call. He's listening on the app Brass, from Silicon that's Valley. Right. Brass .tax. All right, uh, yeah, brass.tax <laughs> is the website. All right, so Sanjay is going to ask us unanswerable questions. We're going to answer them here in the studio. I would love for you to play along in your car. What is the uh, first question tonight, Sanjay? All right. Would you rather like someone until they give you a reason to dislike them, or? dislike someone until they give you a reason to like them oh i'm an optimist at heart always a glass half full kind of guy and give folks the benefit of the doubt so i go into meeting someone that i am going to like them sadly it turns out a lot of times i wind up not liking them but i I never go in with a negative attitude when i meet someone so i would rather like everyone i meet and then 
determine whether or not they earn that like. Deborah Green, I'm very curious about your answer here. <laughs> I just assume everyone's out to get me, yeah. so I avoid them until they prove that yeah. they're not evil. Yeah. People people uh, think you're an, uh, a mystery, an enigma in this joint. I'm an introvert, so I'm on the radio. Is that what? Is that the whole reason? Yeah. Yeah, all right. It's not a bad thing. They're like, is De- does Deborah Green talk? I'm like, yeah, she talks. <laughs> if there's something worth it. Yeah. Do, do you know who asked me the other day? The uh, millennial the millennial that doesn't even <laughs> say hi to me in the hall. Uh-huh. He came up to me. He's like, hey, what's Deborah right. Green? What's yeah. her deal? She was, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Crystal Catfish Wheeler filling in for uh, Low T Chuck. Would you rather like everyone and then learn to dislike them or dislike everyone and then learn to like them? Like them. Like them up front. Longoria? Yeah, I'd rather like him. I don't want to go in negative. You're jovial. People love I'll you. Give, I'll give people the yeah, benefit of the absolutely. doubt. Absolutely. By the way, your family okay? They didn't. Uh, yes. Skedaddle? Yeah, yeah, they didn't. It didn't hit really there in Galveston. Galveston. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, next question, Sanjay. All right. On a similar note, but a little bit different. Would you rather trust someone until they give you a reason not to trust them, or not trust someone until they give you a reason? To trust them. Are these like, would you rather Mad Libs? Did you just get an empty book and <laughs> fill in li- like or trust? It was pretty funny. I just changed like four words. Yeah, I, I see that. I see I see you're mailing it in on Thursday. Funny. Unbelievable. <laughs> what is it? Uh, yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to flip trust. this. I'm going to. But trust is different. Yeah, you're right. right. I'm going to flip my answer. You have to earn my trust. I'm not going to distrust you, but before I can actually trust you, you have to earn that trust. So that's I'm flipping my answer on this same basic question. Yeah, I feel like it is the same question. Yeah. Again, I really don't trust a lot of people sure. until I know I absolutely can. So yeah. I'll stay and, that way. And I think I, I think as you get older, you learn to trust less and less and less. Correct? Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah, you've yeah. been burned. Yeah, yeah you yeah. learn yeah. from experience. Absolutely. Catfish, Crystal Wheeler. I know trust no one in this building. What's your answer there, Catfish? Still don't trust anybody. Not yeah. going to trust them. That's <laughs> exactly right. That's why she's lasted. So yeah. you've been here longer than I have, right? How long you been here? Uh, Twenty three years. Yeah, oh, me too. I just had my anniversary on August. You got hired at the same day. We did. We took the pee test together, the urine test. (laughs) Separate rooms, obviously. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was me, her, and Veronica Waters. We all got hired around the same time. Uh, Longoria. Yeah, I'm not going to trust people until they earn my trust. They earn your trust. I trust. Kind of interesting, right? Like you're going to like somebody, but you don't trust them. Correct. Like and trust are two different things. I can like somebody, but I don't trust their. All right, you guys done? Yeah, I I'm like done. you and trust Gee, you. Sanjay, chill, sure. chill. Sanj, chill out. I got to toss the traffic. Sure. Would you rather continues with little Sanjay? What is the next question, Sanjay? All right. If you had a child tomorrow, would you rather have a son or a daughter? Wow. This is a lose lose. I was kind of hoping Low T was here for this one. But... <laughs> this is a lose lose uh, proposition because if I say, like, my, my gut instinct is, is son, right? Because. For a number of reasons. I'll give you my reasons, Sanjay. One, like I want to teach my son how to play baseball. But I guess I can teach my daughter how to play baseball and softball. Um, I just think it's easier. No offense, Longoria. I would, like if I had a daughter, I know dudes. Dudes are evil. I don't think I'd ever let her out of the house. She yeah. would go. She's not. You know, my, Jewish daughter would, my Jewish daughter would go straight to the convent, you know, like. <laughs> I would be like, all right, you, you know, you're, you're out of sixth grade. Now you're going to a convent and becoming a nun. So selfishly, I'm going to say son, because I don't think I could handle having a daughter. Deborah Green. I have nephews. I have nieces. Boys are way easier than girls. Yeah. So you, Absolutely. you, go, you go with the yep. son. Uh, Catfish Crystal Wheeler from, uh, from Kentucky. I would probably go with having a daughter. Go having a daughter. Teach her how to play with Barbies. I mean, what's the benefit of a daughter there? 
I'd probably teach her how to drink. <laughs> that sweet Kentucky bourbon. There you go. Longoria, this is, you already have two daughters. Yeah, I have two daughters. I'll, I'll, I'll go for a son. Are you going to try for a son? No. You're, that's it. Oh, we're done. You're done. Unless an accident happens. But like, yeah, like, <laughs> like, like scissors done? No. Oh, okay. Not, yeah, no. No. Scissors. Scissors done. You know I know what, what you're talking about. Yeah. Snip, 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 no. Silky. <laughs> snip, Did you know snip. how easy it is with us, though? Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> What uh? What would you do, Sandra? You've got a uh, beautiful young son. I mean, I don't know. I would probably want a son, but you know, there's you have to look at it in another way. There's a lot of pressure. Like if 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 a man, you know, as a man, if I have a son and that son ends up being a real tool bag, they're gonna look at me. Well, right? your, your daughter mean, could be a tool bag too, Sanjay. I understand, but you know, maybe her mama was supposed to teach her better. <laughs> in the Indian the culture. Mama. Uh, is it is it more blessed to have a son or a daughter? Or is it is it not matter? Oh, it's the son all the way. Oh, that's, really? That's old school. Yeah, they the the sons are always always giving the keys to the the kingdom, to the compound. I got you. Now, your highly <laughs> successful brother. Does he have any children? He's got two sons. Oh, that's <laughs> man. Oh, he's on uh, top right parents, now. Your parents two? love him so much. Yeah, they it's, do. It's they not do. even they funny. Two and he's successful. You, met, you remember at his wedding? Oh yeah, yeah. No, like no. The, yeah. The, just the loving <laughs> looks that his parents gave his. Yeah, brother. they brought him in on their shoulders. Yeah, and yeah. exactly. Yeah. It is unbelievable. Yeah. Sanjay's mom has a uh, tattoo of <laughs> Sanjay's son on her uh, calf. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a great and, and and my brother on the other cast, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, it's unbelievable. All right, next question, Sanjay. All right, would Wait, you did I mention her, Sanjay's or... brother? Not only is he handsome, mm-hmm. um, very successful. He's a doctor, right? Neurosurgeon, Sanjay. He's a, no, he's a cardiologist. Cardiologist, oh, wow. can't Hill. beat that. He's, he's got his own commercial, and he's he's being tapped. I heard by Fauci to work on the coronavirus. <laughs> Like, that's how amazing Sanjay's older brother is. He is just, I mean, just picture like an Indian James Bond. Like, that's what he looks like with the smarts. It's unbelievable. All right, I'm sorry, Sanjay. Next question. All right. Would you rather get a call informing you that your child is in the hospital or a call informing you that your child is in jail? You don't know any other details. It's just one or the other gonna go uh we're gonna go uh counterclockwise on this one i'm gonna start with longoria who has two really young daughters you, <laughs> you want your five-year-old to be in the hospital or in jail i guess jail yeah i guess jail because that can be you can you can get out i mean you know yeah, you, yeah. you could serve time or pay it off yeah. or something like and that at five years old she's going yeah. to juvie at the moment yeah, i right? mean in, you know in the hospital there's something yeah. wrong like, obviously uh, uh mr longoria <laughs> lily burned down the yeah. uh the daycare because she didn't get carrot sticks and ranch dressing. Yeah, yeah. Like I could, yeah, I could yeah, see that. We could fix that. Catfish, uh, your kid is either in jail or in the hospital. I'm gonna go with jail. Jail. All right, uh, Deborah Green. I'm gonna go with the hospital that Sanjay's brother works at. Oh, <laughs> perfection! Because he is a healer. He is a true healer. No matter what is going on, Sanjay's brother lays hands. I don't have kids, so I'm gonna substitute Bosco. Um, I'd, I'd rather have Bosco in jail for biting the mailman or whomever than in the hospital. So that was a really I'm gonna we're gonna end on that one because that was a really good question there, Sanjay. I'm all right with that. Did your brother give you that one? Yeah, my brother yeah. wrote that. Yeah. <laughs> Sanjay, all kidding aside, is uh, a fantastic accountant. He is the official accountant of the Mark Aram Show. You can find him on Facebook, Brass Tax Accounting, or. Really cool website, brass.tax. I didn't even know that was a thing. 
Sanjay, you 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 stuttered out of the gate, but you picked it up once we started talking about your brother, and you, you finished strong. So thank you, buddy. My man. All right, there he is, little Sanjay. And would you rather? We'll come back, kick things off. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Always on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. What do you know? It's the Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the show. Uh, 626, 88 degrees on Peachtree Street. I'm sad to say eight and a half on the Mark Aram Show back sweat meter. And I'm wearing jeans today, so that was dumb. What happened there? I gotta you go got out. used to the six or whatever. I got a thing. No, yeah, I, I got a thing after uh, the show tonight. I got a thing. It's a good thing, but okay. I, I can't wear shorts to this thing. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm in a collared shirt and, mm-hmm. and jeans. Yeah. Um, you know, if if I was worth two hundred billion dollars, I could show up to this thing in in shorts and yeah. a t shirt. Who would care? Jeff Bezos worth two hundred billion dollars. Again, I can't even fathom that. Right. I can't fathom 200 million, let alone 200 billion. You watch the show Billions? I've seen it. Where the uh, Axelrod is like, what's the point of having blank you money if you never get to say blank you? Like, Jeff Bezos could turn to an evil person, right? Like, oh, with that yeah, money, yeah, yeah. you could just turn. So here's, I, I don't really want to, you know, talk about Jeff Bezos, but I want to talk about this. We briefly talked about it on the show a couple weeks ago, but I want to expand it. When you were a kid, how did you know that your friend's family was wealthier than you, right? So for me, if I went to someone's house, like my buddy Lena, we went to his house. His mom had a pantry. You know what a pantry is, Longoria? I do. Yeah. I mean, back then they were only in newer houses, right? That Well, I just, I was like, there's a whole closet full of food. Like, that's how I knew that a family was rich. They, they had a pantry. Like, there's four boxes of Life cereal. There's 92 cans of tomato soup there. How did you know that your friend's family was wealthy when you were a kid? For me, it was they had a pantry. Never seen such a thing. Like a, a, cl- a food closet bigger than like my parents' regular closet. That's how I knew. How did you know? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey, Atlanta. It's Andy Cohen. You're listening to The Mark Aram Show. Jeff Bezos worth $200 billion with a B. That's insane. You think, uh, like, he texts Bill Gates and gloats? Like, Bill, what are you doing, you slacker? Like, come on. That's unbelievable. Welcome back to the Mark Aram Show, 639, 21 in front of 7 o'clock. Following our show, the Republican National Convention, Jamie Dupree just tweeted out or retweeted a picture from Jonathan Carl of ABC. Uh, Weather permitting, uh, the president is going to speak in the White House lawn there. Uh, they set up a bunch of chairs, the South Lawn. Um, I don't know who's invited to that thing. Uh, I don't know if they have a plan B. Like, is there like a gymnasium at the... Gymnasium. You know, like in high school, you always had a plan B. Like, well, if it rains on graduation, we'll yeah, go we'll into the go gym. gym. got to yeah. be like an auditorium or yeah, something. I don't know. Something. I don't know. The bowling alley? Yeah, I was about to say a bowling alley. Know, didn't Obama put a basketball court in? I don't know. I think so. But I bet you Trump took that out the first day. That, that yeah. is true. Right. <laughs> everything, the, golf, the bowling yeah, alley, the everything. Yeah, the golf simulator that yeah. he's got. Uh, but it looks like it's like, I don't know, like a thousand chairs there. I don't even know what plan B would be. That's, Interesting. That's not six feet apart either. Yeah, know. well, what you, it's outside. Yeah, it's, I'm sure they'll all be wearing masks. Uh, Jeff Bezos. Speaking of Jeff Bezos, I can't even comprehend that kind of wealth. As a kid, when you really don't know what money is, but you know who's got more of it than you do. Um, any, any time I went to my buddy's house and his, uh, you know, after school snack and his mom would open up this closet, the pantry, which I'd never even heard that. 
And it was just this massive closet full of food. I'm like, oh, they're rich. Like, look at that. Like, I have, we had cabinets, like a little cabinet where, all right, the cookies go there. <laughs> this guy had a food closet. That's how I knew he was he was super rich. Longoria, was there anything when you were a kid that you said, oh, they, they are definitely rich? They have the- a garage. Oh. We had carports. To, for me, it was a two-car garage. Yeah, yeah. Like, we had a one-car garage. But if someone had a two-car mm-hmm. garage, it was like, oh, my gosh. What about you, Deborah? Anything in Wisconsin? Well, everybody was definitely richer than us, but um, we never had new cars yeah. ever. Like my parents have never owned a new car, and one of my, my smart, closest friends, nah, <laughs> my closest <laughs> friends, had new cars like every other year. Oh, I got you. And then um, toys, like we only ever got garage sale toys. Got gotcha. you, hey, old older. Yeah, toys. and my friend had. Well, they had a playroom. Yeah. with like just. It was like KB toy to me. I'm like, wow. And the fact that we could go in there and play sure. was amazing. Or a, or a playroom. That was another yeah. one. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that, was, that was our bedroom. Yeah. yeah. We yeah. didn't have a playroom. There was no play. Like if you, yeah. They, oh, let's go to the playroom. What? Yeah. What the hell's a playroom? <laughs> a whole room to play? And yeah. filled with toys. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. All right. Uh, so how did you know when you were a kid that your friends were richer than you? 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. James is in Woodstock. James, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Mark. Love the program. I love all you guys. You guys are awesome every night. So one thing I think about when I was a kid is I always had to share a bathroom with four other brothers and sisters. And I would go to a friend's house and he had his own bathroom. Oh, what? Yeah, he had his own bathroom because his parents only had two kids. Yeah. So each of them had their own bathroom. You remember? But I just thought that was like, man, this guy's got it made. You know what? When I was a when I was a kid, so we had two bathrooms in the house, but one was like downstairs, kind of shady. Not a shady bathroom, but it was it was my parents, my brother, and me. We all shared one bathroom, which was kind of. It was, you know, it was tough, especially, you know, getting ready for school, whatever. And then we'd go to visit my cousins in Florida, and my two cousins had their own bathroom. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, can you imagine if me and my brother had our own bathroom? That's a good call right there. Their own bathroom. That's when you know you're, you're in high cotton. Hey, appreciate it, James. Uh, Marie is in Woodstock. Marie, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that bathroom. I really do. We had five with one bathroom. But what I most remember is going to my friends' houses, and they, two of them, and they had central air and central heat. Uh-huh. Well, I grew up in North Carolina. Listen, I grew up in North Carolina, uh, in the middle of North Carolina, middle eastern part. And it was hot, and we had open windows and fans. Exactly. The first window unit when I was 15, we had arrived, and for heat, we had a grate in the middle of the house with an oil tank out back. We pretended it was our horse, and we stand over that oil tank to get warm before we darted to our beds to share a heat bath. That, this sounds like you, you grew up on in, uh, well, yeah, no, what was the, the coal miner's daughter? What was the? No, uh, no, it does. No, it does. I grew up in Raleigh. No, I grew up in Raleigh. Believe it or not. So you know that was life back then. We know, but I appreciate the air conditioner thing. Like we, we, my parents still don't have central air conditioning, and I can't remember because in Connecticut that's just not a thing. I don't even remember growing up anybody, but I do remember I was like, well, I'm richer than this family because we had like electric heat. And my buddy EJ had a wood-burning stove to heat the house. <laughs> right. And I was like, oh, these poor guys. Like, we just hit the thermostat. EJ's got to go out into the snow and get wood. So you don't have AC at the house or no. just window units? Window units only. Yeah. We didn't even have window units. We, mine, we would open the window. That's what my mom would yeah. do. She's like, you're fine. Open the window. Nature's <laughs> air conditioning, of course. Uh, Donna is incoming. Donna, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. How are you? Excellent. Donna, what's going on? So... I'm at my friend's house, probably second grade, and I hear over an intercom that lunch is ready. 
An and intercom? Uh, Whoa. Intercom. Uh, yeah, so she had a playroom. Yeah, intercom in every room. I was like, what is that? Uh, never heard of it. And she, I knew she was rich. I think what, one, one sitcom in the, in the 80s, was it Different Strokes? Did Mr. Drummond have an intercom? I think so. There was one. Yeah, 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 I think so. There was one like, or maybe, maybe Silver, Silver Spoons. Spoons. Yeah. yeah. That was like, what? The, what? You can call to another room? Like, psh, wasn't Rick, Webster? Maybe it was Webster. It's one of those sitcoms. Yeah, I, maybe I, I, multiple. Yeah. It was like, psh, uh, Ricky, dinner's ready. Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What is that? As a kid, you don't really have a concept of money. So, kind of like I don't have a concept of $200 billion. But how did you know? that your friend's family was more well-to-do than you. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. 653, 7 in front of 7, Mark Aram and the Bananas with you till 8 p.m. And then the RNC, Republican National Convention. You can hear it live across all of our platforms. Uh, Jeff Bezos, we're 200 billion dollars i remember you know what deborah find out who the first billionaire was like an actual billionaire not in like oh 1917 dollars uh because i'm curious because i don't remember who the first billionaire was that i'd be like oh that person's worth a billion yeah, in my lifetime don't even remember I'm curious to see how Says that is john rockefeller you want someone newer than that well if he actually was got to the first billion yeah yeah all right that, well, there you go the first billionaire was the, the rockefeller one of the one of them rockefeller boys how did you know that your friend's family was richer than you when you were a kid bill's in alpharetta bill welcome to the show buddy hey how you doing excellent what's cooking well i've got one that my father-in-law was telling me before he passed away he grew up in washington georgia during the 1940s and there were maybe a couple of rich people in town, and the rest were just there working and didn't have the money. But he made—he was about 10 years old at the time, and he made friends with this girl. And her chauffeur would come down at lunch, and she would absolutely love to have fried chicken. They'd have fresh churned ice cream, and the chauffeur would spread out a little blanket on the ground so they could have lunch. And, you know, he— he thought he was living high on the hog when he made friends with her, but then he blew it because one day he stuck her pigtails in an inkwell and she got a little upset with him. So his days of salad were over. Wow. A, a butler. Like, that's not even, I mean. A, well, chauffeur, but still, yeah. Yeah, chauffeur, butler. If Oh, my, my cousins, the, none of my friends had this. My cousins had a cleaning lady. That's when I was like, oh, my God, a, a late, it's like a woman comes to the house and cleans. <laughs> it's insane. Like that, that was tough to, to comprehend. Like I was like, do you, she do that for free? She just like you guys? Like I didn't <laughs> know. Like, that you, yeah. That, yeah, that was her job. Mike is in Atlanta. Mike, welcome to the Mark Arab Show. Thank you. Uh, when I was about eight years old, my family had went over to uh, the coworker, one of my parents, um, you know, family house for a pretty formal dinner. Okay, mm -hmm. and I had um, said I wanted something more to drink. Uh, the lady picked up my glass, goes over to the refrigerator, and goes there to the ice and water dispenser, which I had never seen before. On the fridge. Yeah, on the fridge. And yeah. I said, it's a very formal dinner and everything. And I actually hollered out, Lord, I bet these people are rich. <laughs> <laughs> my mom talks to this day how much that embarrassed her when I said that. What uh, I also knew uh, my friends were rich if they had the freezer on the bottom. 
Mm. Like it wasn't the the doors that opened side by side. If like they had a, like a different setup, because every other fridge had uh, either the the freezer was up top or the freezer opened on the left and right. Whatever. I'm making no sense. You know yeah, what I mean? I like gotcha. a I fancy know. fridge. Yeah. Rob is in Vinings. Rob, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. We hey, appreciate you letting me talk. What's up, buddy? So, yeah, two real quick ones. Uh, back in the early 70s, uh, I went to school. I was born and raised here in Atlanta. And uh, one morning uh, to school, uh, a friend of mine's mother couldn't pick us up. And his father came and picked us up in his limo. What? Uh, he's a local native Atlanta. Yeah, that was the first what? time I got a clue. And uh, it was, uh, if you know the name, Mr. Turner. Yeah, oh, yeah. So it was familiar. Mr. Turner. And then a couple of months later, I'm with my brother going over to one of his friend's house. It was also lived in the Buckhead area. And some of the homes there were really beautiful. And we're driving up this driveway, and I'm seeing this monster house. And I'm just looking at it. And we drive right on past the house. And I'm like going, well, God, what's up? And all of a sudden, I see this other house back there. And I go to my brother, what's that? And he goes, oh, that's 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 his house for him and his sister. The parents live in the main house, and they <sighs> built another house back here for the kids. I I, did, I never grew up in a neighborhood like that, but I'll tell you what: if if uh, my buddy's dad had a tool shed, that was an indication. Like, oh, they've got a separate building for tools, like a workshop. Like that's how I knew that they had some money. Uh, just the, not in the house, not attached to the house. Oh, there's the there's the tool shed over there. That's that's big time. How did you know that your friends were richer than you when you were a kid? When we come back, plus Russ and Gainesville, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is The Mark Aram Show. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. Back to the show to good Thursday Eve to you. Mark Aram here. You there at 707, seven minutes after seven o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Most of the fam here tonight. Deborah Green produces the show. Shlongoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Beefsteak Charlie taking some time off. So Crystal Catfish Wheeler is screening your calls. Please be nice to her and she'll be nice to you. Uh, The Republican National Convention will be heard in about an hour and 22 minutes right here on 95.5 WSB. And as Deborah Green says... Available on all the WSB platforms. All of our platforms. You get to hear and President Trump going to be speaking tonight. That's the big speech we're all waiting to hear. Uh, and complete coverage tomorrow morning on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade. Uh, want to take more calls. We, I didn't want to really want to pump up Jeff Bezos' net worth too much, $200 billion. But I wanted to talk about just the incomprehensible wealth that is. And when you're a kid, when you're six, seven, eight, up to 12, you really don't know what money is, right? Your grandma gives you a $5 check for your birthday. You're like, oh, that's a lot of money. So you have no, no idea what money really is. But you, when you go to your friend's house that are richer than you, you have an idea of what that is. Um, what was evident for you as a kid when you went to a friend's house and like, oh, they have more money than me. To me, the one that stands out, if, if my friends had a food pantry, a closet just for food, I was like, oh, they... They not only can afford a room for food, but they can afford to fill that room with food. What about you? 404-872-0750, wsb talk I also want to talk about this story that Deborah found. Justin Gray from Channel 2 Action News, the investigative reporter, been on the show a couple times, great dude. Um, he found that uh, through the COVID, 
there have been 150,000 fake unemployment claims. Hundred in, in the state of Georgia, 150,000. And someone were like, uh, like the person got hired, but they never showed up. And then they, they filed an unemployment thing or someone worked for them years ago and, and quit. And they filed it on like yeah. just people just trying to work the system. And, and it, it ticks me off. That being said, I have enjoyed the benefits of a scam before in my life. When I was in college, I didn't run the scam. I just enjoyed the benefits of the scam. Hear me out, Longoria. You're already okay. judging me. Yeah, I'm already judging you. You got the judgy uh... eyes. So I lived in a uh, one-bedroom hovel apartment in Poughkeepsie, New York. Not in a good neighborhood, but it was all I could afford. It was like 300 bucks a month. And I actually enjoyed it. I, but within walking distance was the corner store, the bodega. So there were no quick trips. There were no racetracks. There were, they were bodegas. Where are you going? And it's like... You can. There's a little deli set up, or you can buy uh, dry goods, or you know, snacks. Whatever. You know, you guys know what I'm saying. Yeah. We call them bodegas, and the deli there had a scam going on, where they would accept food stamps for things that you're not supposed to buy food stamps for. So apparently, the the rule was no liquor, no tobacco for food stamps, and right. only certain food items. But they would sell liquor and tobacco for food stamps in order to make the books look good. They had to push a lot of food out the door. So for uh, $2.75, you could get a steak sandwich. And I mean a steak sandwich, Longoria. They would pull a steak out of the fridge, like a T-bone or a New York strip steak. Right. It was the greatest thing in the world. So every day, I would go there and get this less than $3 full st- foot-long full steak sandwich. So I didn't partake in the scam but I benefited from the scam. Right, right. That's my second question tonight. Have you ever uh, took part in a scam or benefited from, from a scam? And I'd like to know what it is. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Lee is in Alpharetta. Lee, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hello, Mark. Hey, Lee. Michael. Hey, so um, this is a bit of a, a little bit of a cheat, I suppose, because I was. this was when I was about 19. So I wasn't really a kid, but... My family wasn't that well off when I was younger, and neither were any of my friends. So I never really experienced any money until I started dating this girl. And her dad was uh, was on the board for like a you know multinational waterworks conglomerate. And I went in there, and their house had everything. It had the pantry, which I'd never seen before. It had an alarm system. It had oh, a, an alarm system! That's a good call it had too. An alarm system, and that's where this story comes in. But they, had, they also had, they had the fridge in the garage, like an extra fridge, they had all this stuff. But um, the, the, the alarm got me into some trouble because um, her dad was Catholic. So when I stayed at their house, I had to stay in a spare room. Of course, you know, I would, you know we'd sneak Yeah, you're 19. You're, you're 19. Oh, we know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, right. So I go and I go and sneak The first time I ever stayed at their house, um, I snuck into her bedroom at about 2 o'clock in the morning. And I was in there for about an hour, and I came out, and I needed to, I wanted a drink. I was thirsty. And so I walked downstairs in my boxer shorts, and I was all red-faced and, you know. Yeah, post-coitus, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got a a drink of water, and I was about five seconds into my drink of water, and the entire alarm system went off. And woke up everybody in the house. Everyone came running, running downstairs. She came running down, her mum, her dad, her sister, and I was standing in the kitchen, as you 
politely put it post-coitus. Post-coitus. With a glass of water in my hand <laughs> and just my underwear. The well, first time I ever did they it. connect the dots, though? Did you, were you able to say, oh, I'm just, I was just thirsty. I, I had a bad dream. Like, were you well, able to... Her dad was a little bit like, uh, her mum was more, lib- uh, my mum my was pop Protestant, right? And she was a bit more liberal, and I think she clocked what was going on. <laughs> Luckily, I think her dad didn't, so I got away with that. But yeah, it was incredibly embarrassing. Lee, three things. One, amazing story. Two, I could listen to you talk all day. And and three, Deb Green has the vapors right now over your accent. Like, she is beside herself. I know it. Yeah. Lee, call back anytime. Fantastic. Uh, Russ joins us in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk to you. Russ, you were one of the, the wealthy kids growing up, I would imagine, right? Your dad was. Your dad did very well, so I would imagine well, you had he things. Did, but, yeah, he did, but I, when we had some friends that had limos, you know, they'd come over in their limo, I'd go, whatever. Cause my dad never had a limo, you know? I never saw, I never got in a limo till prom night. And, uh, that, that was the first yeah. and, uh, not last time, but that, that was, I'd never even gotten in one. So the fact that people well, me, had limos is crazy to me. Let me tell you something about this Bezos thing. Cause you brought it up. Cause I'll tell you something that happened a few days ago. Um, Sunday I'm sitting here and the mail truck comes. And I told Karen, I said, the mail doesn't run on Sunday. So I go out there, and it's a bunch of junk mail. So Monday, I called the post office. And I said, hey, what what you guys bring this junk to me on Sunday? I'm 60 years old. I've never seen the mail run on Sunday before. He said, yeah, the only thing we deliver on Sundays is Amazon. So this Jeff Bezos guy is so rich. You can change the mail schedule. I've, I've been getting mail delivery on Sundays for yeah, a while. Yeah, you can get packages on Sunday for a long time. Yeah, now. yeah. Um, I don't. I don't think Jeff Bezos is sending you junk mail though, Russ. I think that's a separate <laughs> yeah, thing. just him by himself. That's Amazon what the guy coupons. Told me. I don't know. Yeah. You ever been a part of a scam, Russ? Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I get stuff all the time that tries to take money from me that's not real. You know. Oh no! You're, you so you you're not a victim of a scam. Uh, not yet. All I mean, right. I haven't had give it, give it time. Try. Give it time. Is it Russ's like profile picture possibly a scam? <laughs> His Tinder picture? Oh no, plenty of C. Plenty of fish. Plenty of C. Plenty of C. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't even get on there anymore. Uh I I forgot the password or something. I haven't been on there in a long time. I've got the The pa- the password's Johnny Kilbasa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Russ, my hero. Yeah, no no yeah. pressure tomorrow, Russ, but we're going to do your game, and we're going to talk to uh, George McCaro, the uh, CEO of Ted's Montana Grill. So you got to be on your best behavior tomorrow, okay? Oh, that's a great place. Uh, I, I love eating there. They've got a, a blue blue cheese steak killer. Yeah. Longoria, what that. do you like there? Well, the bison steak? The bison yeah, filet. Uh-huh. Yeah, Longoria gets the most expensive item there oh, when I'm paying. Uh, Russ, we'll talk to you tomorrow with uh, Never Have I Ever, buddy. Hey, thanks, Mark. See you, Russ. Uh, John's in Decatur. John, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, guys. Well, to give you a little backstory, I'm one of the neatest, most organized, clean freaks that you're going to find in a guy. So the thing that impressed me was when I went to my friend's home and they had central vacuuming, and it was even in the garage, and I had my car, my Firebird, I used to keep spick and span, and in fact, in the house, I used to keep my room so clean that my dad would uh, bring guests <laughs> in there to look at it. To look at, look at my son. Look how tidy he is. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, central vacuuming, and um, that was always a goal in life. <laughs> I'm 46 years old, and I don't believe I've ever been in a home yet that has central vacuuming. So you were ahead of your time. Whoever was, as a kid, someone had central vacuuming, 
Like yeah. that—that's Bezos money right there. Have you ever been in a house with central vacuum? I want to say I think I have, but I don't think it worked. Yeah. Oh, well, all right. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like I've been somewhere where it, they had it, but it yeah. didn't quite. Deborah, do you, do you have central vacuuming? We don't, but I did have a friend growing up. Well, she was kind of like a friend of a friend, yeah. but yeah, they had it in their house, and it was mind-boggling, like that you could just kick stuff over there yeah. and it disappeared. My, yeah. I remember I could still, if you had a lineup of vacuums, I could pick out the decrepit vacuum that my mom used, like <laughs> just a big. It probably weighed 150 pounds. Like it was probably her grandmother's vacuum cleaner, <laughs> like just metal, hunky. Just it was. I mean, and she'd be like, oh, help, can you help? Can you go vacuum the living room? And I'm like, I could barely move this thing because it was so heavy. It but, never died, though. That's why they, they never yeah, got rid of it. That's right. They were family heirlooms. John, appreciate the call, buddy. All righty. Take care. Uh, Bobby is in uh, Cumming, Georgia. Bobby, welcome to the show. Hey, don't let Russ fool you. We used to cut the farm, cut the hay and everything. We were little small kids. We have to go. Uh, polish his mother's sterling silver. <laughs> I believe it. I absolutely believe it. But, you know, that was just a reason to check out his hot sister also. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I need the breaking whoa, news whoa, sounder whoa. for a second here. Where is Russ in Gainesville as a hot sister? Yes. Wow. All right. Well, well that's coming up tomorrow on the show. I'm gonna, I got to ask Russ about his yeah, hot sister. Gotta, yeah, ex- excellent. We need pictures. Yeah, indeed. Uh, what else, Bobby? Besides Russ's hot sister and his uh, mom Sterling, how did you know your friends uh, had more money? Uh, they had Arabian horses. Arabian horses. Anyone that had a horse. I didn't grow up with anyone that had a horse. That would have been like, well, you grew up on a farm, Deborah. But if someone had a horse, that would have been crazy in my in my town. My next door neighbor had goats. It was, a, it was a Jamaican family and had like 40 goats, but no, they didn't even have a horse. That would have been unbelievable. Did you, you grew up in Texas. Yeah. Um, your friends I mean, had we, horses? no, none of my friends had horses, but you know, people at the ranch had horses, obviously, yeah. but we didn't have, we had farms. There were cows. I don't ever remember horses though. Bobby, uh, good heads up on the, uh, Russ's hot sister. We're going to, we're going to break that down tomorrow. Russ in Gainesville as a hot sister. Hmm, interesting. We'll come back. More of your calls. How did you know as a kid that your friends had more money than you? And have you ever been a part of a scam or benefited from a scam? 150,000 fraudulent unemployment claims in the state of Georgia during the COVID. Shameful. Shameful. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. One hour, five minutes, 33 seconds away from the Republican National Convention here on WSB Radio, keeping you entertained, hopefully in the meantime. Charles joins us in Cleveland. Charles, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Doing well. How are you, brother? Excellent. What's on your mind, bud? When I was growing up, if somebody had a color television. Oh. If they had money. That's a big. That was a big deal. We finally had a, a, a got a color television in the kitchen. That's when I knew things were on the on the right path. Like we had that old little white, black and white TV in the kitchen. Um, but then when we stepped up and got a color TV in the kitchen, I was like, all right, my dad's doing okay. A kitchen TV would have been fancy for yeah. us. Yeah. And my and my and my mother's people were city people. My daddy's people come from the hills. Yeah. When we, did, when we went to their houses, they didn't have indoor plumbing and had Sears Roebuck catalogs in the outhouses. That was how you uh, cleaned up? It was with the Sears Roebuck? 
Yeah, and you wanted to make sure you didn't come across those uh, glossy things. <laughs> Understood. I so we had a well growing up, so I always thought that people that had city water were fancy, like they didn't ever run out of water or the well, you know, like so that was that was an inch, that was an indication that they had money that they were on the city water. Uh, Grant's in Decula. Grant, welcome to the show. Thank you, Mark. Um, I will tell you, um, uh, actually, these days uh, a well. Is, is is more uppity than uh oh yeah 100 percent, absolutely yeah <laughs> uh, for sure but i'll uh, real quick i'll tell you uh, both sides um well first of all i grew up on on a farm so deb and uh chuck for sure in longoria probably can tell you i had we had some horses we had uh cows goats everything mm-hmm. the, and so i had a quarter horse and i used to barrel race so uh, but that didn't seem like that was just normal to me because I'd be up at three thirty as fourteen. Sure, 12, if you grow up 14. with it, if you grow up with horses, then it's not a big deal. Yeah, but I mean, I'd be up three thirty in the morning feeding the, the cattle and everything, and then go to school. So yeah, that was to, like work to me. But my friend that lived about a quarter mile away, I don't know what his dad did. Uh, I think he worked for an engineering company or something. But anyway. They had a den or a spare bedroom or a spare room, big room, that was filled with pinball machines. Oh, a game table. room. Oh, it was super. A foosball table, and I, and they must have been really. That's when I said, even back then as a kid, I could say they're really rich because they had. It wasn't Star Wars, but whatever the biggest thing in like nineteen seventy three or something was. Yeah. They had like like. I, none like, of my friends were rich enough to have a game room. I would have lost my mind. The playroom was enough. A game room with a pinball machine or a pool table? Forget it. Forget it, Longoria. Uh, We'll come back. More of your calls. How did you know your friend's family was richer than yours? And have you ever uh, taken place or participated or benefited from a scam? 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Anderson Cooper, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. No sleep till... Brookhaven, welcome back to the show, 736, 24 in front of an 8, Mark Aram, and a majority of the bananas at your beck and call till 8, coming up in one hour, the Republican National Convention, heard here live on WSB Radio. Uh, we are talking about two topics today, Jeff Bezos, worth net worth, net worth is $200 billion, unfathomable, I can't even wrap my mind around that, just as a kid, I couldn't wrap my mind around what money really was, like what was a lot of money. You know, if you saw a $100 bill when you were 10 years old, you were like, oh, my God, like reverent. It was like, holy, that's a $100 bill. You didn't really know about money. Yeah, yeah. But you knew who had more than you did when you went to your family's house or your friend's family's house, and you saw things that indicated they had a lot of money. For me, it was if they had a food pantry, a whole closet devoted to food. I was like, oh, they got, they got the good money. Two-car garage, tool shed, playroom. Longoria, when you were growing up in Texas, mm-hmm. what was it again? It was the garage. The garage. Right, yeah, that's we had right. carports. We just had carports. Yeah. We didn't have a garage. And Deborah that's Green, it was indoor plumbing? Yeah, the playroom. The playroom. Yeah. Oh, unbelievable. So, what gave you as a kid an indication that your friend's family was wealthy and 150,000 scumbag, I mean, 150,000 Georgians. <laughs> no, that's the right word. Filed scumbags. false unemployment claims during the COVID, not only to get the money from the state of Georgia, but that extra $600 that we're paying scumbags awful what a scam uh have you ever benefited from a scam or took uh, taken part in a scam 
404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Glenn is in beautiful Woodstock, Georgia. Glenn, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Excellent. What's cooking? Not too much. I uh, just wanted to say that uh, first-time caller, long-time listener. Welcome aboard, my friend. Uh, when I was a kid, my brother and I played football at Chastain Park, uh, Northside Youth Organization, and my sister was a cheerleader, and we were friends with the Kimberleys. Uh, as a Kimberly Clark. Oh, wow. Okay. And when I spent the night over at uh, Scott's, uh, they had an entire floor of their mansion off Paces Ferry devoted to a playroom, game room, and it was four times the size of our house. I was about to say it was probably bigger than your house. I mean, four times the size of our house. Yeah. And they had uh, bumper pool, they had pachinko, they had pinball machines. I think they even had an air hockey table. Uh, it was it was amazing. And then uh, in the driveway, they had a, uh RV the size of those enormous uh, bus size that they have today. It was called the Kim Bus after their daughter Kim and the Kim B's diapers. <laughs> I had I had I couldn't even relate it to that. Like none of my friends, I never went to a mansion as a, as a kid. Oh yeah, no. that's old money right there though. Yeah. Chastain Park area. Yeah, the, I mean, if if my if I went to someone's house and they had four bedrooms, that was considered a right, mansion. right, right. Like, wow, what's going on here? Four bedrooms. What are you doing with four bedrooms? Uh, Anya is in Powder Springs. Anya, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Okay, so uh, your show is not long enough to tell you all my story about my scamming, but uh, in 2001, I was still in Poland, and I just graduated college, and uh, opportunity to come to U.S. for work and travel program came to me. So my parents took a huge loan, to buy me a ticket, and it was a group of uh, students from my university. We, you know, the organization took a lot of money for that program from mm-hmm. us. Uh, they got a, the working program, supposed to be three months working, working visa, and one month travel. So we came to US, we end up in a JFK, and we're waiting and we waiting, and we waiting, and we waiting, no. and no one came to us. No. And we had, like, I had 50 bucks in my pocket. I had no English, absolutely no English, no family to rely on, um, and we realized we've been scammed. How long ago was this? That was in 2001, June 7, 2001, oh, right my goodness. before September 11th. That's unbelievable. So how did you wind up staying here? Uh, so, um, how did I end up in where? In Georgia? No, like staying in the United States because you only had the three-month uh, visa. I say your show is not long enough to tell you oh. all my story, but uh, we actually um, called different amusement parks mm-hmm. uh, from the phone book, and we came to Atlanta. Someone bought a Greyhound bus ticket for all of us. There was one lady who spoke English and one who had money. So the one who had money, she bought a ticket for a bus for all of us. We came to Atlanta and there was a company who hired a lifeguard for residential subdivisions. So we went to their office and they told us that they will hire us, but we have to pay them 500 bucks oh my for God. an 
benefits and the training. And uh, I know which company that was. I remember exactly. I can't believe like, pe- have... like people take advantage of immigrants. So I'm, I'm telling oh you, Longoria, you know. I tell you, yeah, <laughs> we had nowhere to go. We had a stranger who picked us up on a pickup truck and took us to hotel. Ugh. He bought a pay for one hotel room for 40 of us. It was a group of 40. Ugh. He paid for one hotel room for a week for all of us. Sounds so like Russ. <laughs> was the name Russ in yeah, Gainesville? Yeah, was Russ in Gainesville? Real, real quick, and Anya, I, I want you to... The hotel was Suburban Lodge. Suburban Lodge in Marietta, close to Big Chicken. Okay, I, so... I've been there for a couple hours. But, uh... <laughs> Anya, listen, I want you to call back again because I want to hear all about your story. But real quick, is there any place you recommend in uh, Metro Atlanta for good Polish food? Is there a restaurant or a store or something? Uh, yes. Well, no more restaurants. We used to have a really good restaurant, Gimza, in uh, Duluth. But right now there is a Polish bakery, um, and they you can get pierogies, you can Ooh. have gołąbki, you can have kielbasa, or... The best kielbasa, the best Polish fresh kielbasa is in Patak. It's in Powder Springs. Uh, the owner is a Czech, the husband's Czech, the wife is Polish. They make the best, the best meat you can buy. Cheap too. Um, the best. So Patak for your meat and then for other Polish goodies is that uh, Polish bakery in Lawrenceville. I love it. I love it. Codename Ericsson. And you get 10% off the, <laughs> yeah. the kielbasa. The beginning of that story was great. Like, that's the American dream. Yeah, and then exactly. she got scammed. Oh, yeah. I mean, immigrants get scammed all the time. Uh, what is your favorite type of meat, Eric Erickson? Kielbasa. Thank you. Polish kielbasa. That's a whole different world of kielbasa, though. Oh, what a great call. Love that. Thank you, Anya. Gary's in Jonesboro. Gary, that's a tough one to follow up, buddy. <laughs> All my friends, uh, growing up, my dad was a Navy fighter pilot. We lived on St. Simon's Island for three years. Oh, in that's pretty awesome. Back then, the population was about 2,500, so it was a tiny little island village nobody knew about. Um, a friend of mine, a classmate of mine, his father and his uncles owned the Cabana Inns of America, a motel chain. Mm-hmm. He lived in a big white stucco mansion, about 6,000 square feet. He had his own playground in the backyard, and this is when they had metal slides with stainless steel slides and we put we put uh wax paper on these stainless steel slides and man you'd go flying down that slide. that's that's and a that's... great point so if i if my friends growing up had a a jungle gym or yeah, yeah. A, a swing set like that was i never had we had a, a kiddie pool that was the, yeah. the that was the biggest outdoor backyard mm-hmm. thing we ever had was one of those inflatable kiddie pools yeah play another gym friend, another friend of mine's father managed the king and prince hotel uh, another friend's mother managed the Sailfish Motel. Um, those weren't as impressive as the kid whose father and uncles owned the Cabana Inns of America. I don't know how many there were, but there's more than a couple. They were doing pretty well. I bet that was pretty awesome, though, living on St. Simons yeah. back in the day. That was a great place to live back. Coolest place ever lived. We moved 10 times from the time I was born until the time my dad retired in 66. We moved 10 times. I went to 11 schools wow. growing up. When I entered the fifth grade on St. Simons Island, that was the seventh school I'd been to. In the third and fourth grade alone, I went to four schools. We oh moved around God. constantly. I mean, it was, um, you know, my, my my motto is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I love stability. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That's that's amazing. Thank you, Gary. Matt is in Ackworth. Matt, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, how are you? What's up, Matt? So, 
uh, being the oldest of six, by the way, you stole my thunder with the uh, tool shed. That was my big one. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. But as the oldest of six, by the time I got to middle school, opening day or first day of school was the big eye-opener for me. I show up in my tough, tough skin jeans and my Kmart brand Velcro tennis shoes and all the kids in their brand-new Levi's and Nikes. That always that got me. Oh, first with. day of school um, clothing, oh, yeah. yeah. And then, and then when I got to start spending the night with friends, mom would ask me, "Do you want something to drink?" Sure. How about a coke? Well, I'm expecting a cup and the old store brand glass to bottle. Come to me. Glass bottle. No, she, no, she goes and gets me in my own can of coke oh, out of the fridge. That got me. <laughs> that's unbelievable. So, in full disclosure, like I always had really nice clothes, like. Like Izod and Polo and stuff, but they were all hand me downs for my cousins. So I would get like new school clothes every year, new. Yeah. But they were my cousin uh, Michael was three years older than me, so I and his his brother was three years older than him. So I would get like really nice nice clothes hand me down, but they were they were used. But like I always look good uh, on on opening day, as he opening said, day. opening day of school, <laughs> opening day, opening day. <laughs> Jeff is in Cleveland. Jeff, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you. I'd like to verify my other Cleveland guy about the uh, outdoor plumbing. We must have been in the same neighborhood, <laughs> apparently. Uh, but also, let's go with the color TV. Uh, that's one thing. But whenever, if you were the official antenna turner in your family, then it was a big day when you got the motorized antenna turning device that would, uh, you know, turn the antenna for you without going outside and actually physically, you know, turning the and having people scream at you that you turned the antenna too far. You know, one way or the other. So, like the, the antenna on the roof, you're talking about? Yes, yes, yes. So there yes, was a machine yes. that is crazy. I never even heard of such a thing. Channel Master, Channel Master did it. And see, where I lived up here in Northeast Georgia, we battled between the Atlanta signals and the Greenville, South Carolina signals. Oh yeah, absolutely. So we had two choices, and you literally, you know, it's according to what the weather was. You know, did you listen to Atlanta or did you listen to South Carolina? Because it all depended on the turn of the antenna. Yeah, and the weather, too, I'd imagine. Two other things he just reminded me. Um, early on, if you had a VCR, if you were one of the early adapters, you had a VCR or a microwave, or a, uh, I think someone mentioned this before, the ice maker in the in the fridge, you were, you were doing okay. Your family was doing okay. We'll finish up with your calls when we come back. Final segment, Thursday, on the Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram. On 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Final segment of the show. Big show tomorrow. Russ in Gainesville, the new game there. George McCarroll, CEO of Ted's Montana Grill, going to talk about Longoria's uh, bison filet. Uh, Keith's in Loganville. Keith, buddy, real quick, what do you have? Real quick, uh, your younger listeners won't appreciate this, but like I said, 1986, went to a guy's house, actually had the internet. What? In 86? Yeah, it's like 86, 87. It took like eight, ten minutes to finally get logged on. But were he you, was the only one I knew that had even known what that was. Yeah, was that, that was were you friends with Bill Gates' son? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> no, but his, his dad worked some corporate job in Atlanta. I don't know what it was, but Wasn't it only he was the only person that I knew that had it. I don't know. I think it was like strictly government then. The first time I was on the internet was like 94, 93 in, in, in college. High school. Did you get the AOL DVD? Yeah, crazy. <laughs> uh, Deborah said something during the break. 
uh, the first person to get the non-dial phone, oh, like yeah, the push yeah, the push yeah, button phone, yeah. that was when, that's you knew you're rich if you had the one of the first push button phones. Antonio's in Buckhead, real quick, buddy. What do you have? Hey, Mark, I got a New York City story for you. Okay. As a kid growing up on the Lower West Side of Manhattan, Chelsea neighborhood, you knew that you were doing not as good as anybody else because you. I grew up in the projects, so obviously. Everyone You're else on the same probably boat. did better than you. Yeah. Exactly. And um, I grew up uh, on the 25th Street in the, in the Chelsea Projects. Whoopi Goldberg, believe it or not, her, her real name is Karen Johnson. Karen she Johnson. She grew up across the street. She grew up across the street in the Elliott Houses. Well, I had a friend. This takes sort of a southern uh, um, detour here named Johnny Ward. He was from Alexandria, Virginia. Now, Johnny was a great guy. Uh, just, you got, you he got 30 blessing. seconds, Antonio. Okay, 30 he seconds. was a blessing to me. When I stayed over at Johnny's house, he had a maid that would wake up at 7 a.m. and cook us breakfast. Oh, wow. And as a northern boy growing up in the inner city, it was a complete diversion for me, and it was just a wonderful You were lucky experience. if you even got breakfast in uh, in the projects, let alone had a maid cookie breakfast. Star of the show there, Longoria. Poor father, poor favor. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Arams? Uh, everybody but Chuck. Everybody but Chuck. Me, Deborah, Longo, Catfish, Crystal Wheeler, and Sanjay all get stars of the show. So basically, everyone but Chuck. Uh, Friday. Thank goodness tomorrow is Friday. We're going to have a fun show. Uh, the Republican National Convention kicking off in 33 minutes. You'll hear it live on WSB. We will continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram, WSB. In the meantime, go to sleep, little baby. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.